Welcome to Live Daf, your online Daf Yomi Shir. Shalom, welcome back to today's Daf Yomi, which is Yuma Daf Tes. We are three lines from the bottom of Chesamet Beis. Tanan Hosam, we learned in a Mishnah in Maseches Demai. We know generally, if a person purchases peiros or tzvua from an Amharitz, who is unreliable when, when it comes to tending to the trumo maser obligations of his produce. Chachamim considered that to be demai, which is really a joint word. Demai, what is this? We're unsure as to whether it is still tevel, whether the truma and maser were not separated by the Amharitz, or perhaps he did take care of it. Now, we're going to see it soon. It's really a chumra to have this concern because most Amharitz would properly address the truma and maser obligations. But since it was a common occurrence, a very common occurrence, where the Amharitz would neglect his obligation, therefore the Chachamah made a gzera itakana. If one buys things from an Amharitz, an unlearned fellow who is unreliable when it comes to these halachas, he must tend to this tua in some way. Now we're going to learn in the Gemara that not all trumas or masters were neglected by the Amiyarits. In fact, Truma Gedela, they were aware of that and of its significance and severity, and they did, they did separate Truma Gedela. So that's off the list. But Masarishin, Masar Oni, Masarishini, Trumas Masar, the Amiyarits would neglect, and therefore it is obligatory upon a person who purchases produce, Tzvua, Paris from Amiyarits, to tend to these obligations. So the way it's done is as follows. You don't have to take care of. That we assume that Ma'aris did do. But Masarishan, which is the tenth, which goes to the Levi. And Masarani, another tenth, which goes to the poor man. You have to separate that. Although you don't have to actually give it to them because we know how one has to substantiate his claim in order to collect on it. You, you can't force me to give it to you. This is the owner speaking to the Levi or to the Ani. You have to prove that I'm chayv to give this to you. So I have to separate from my bunch because otherwise it's otherwise it's tevel. But I don't have to actually give it to you because it's only a monetary claim that you have on me. And you have to prove that claim. However, trumas maser, the tenth of that maserishan, must be separated and given to the kain. And maserishani as well. We separate it and we go ahead and we have it on money. And of course, we take it up to Yerushalayim or the Paris themselves. We take it up to Yerushalayim. So that was the general rule, rule of thumb that the uh, person, person who purchases things from Aretz has to actually give away to Masmaser and tend to Master Shani properly, says the Mishnah. We have some exceptions to this rule. Hanach those bakers who purchased their uh, supply from the Amaretz, Lo'ichivu oisan chachamim lahafresh. Chachamim exempted them from this chi of being mafresh. You don't have to follow the general rule. Ella trumas maser v'chala. The only thing they have to take care of is trumas maser and chala. Let's see Rashi on the first wide line. Hanach toimin haloykhin tfuah me'am oritz lim karpasal shuk. These fellows purchased tfuah no amar oritz to produce bread. Loychibu alein lahaloyis masersheni shodmai yishlaim. Chacham did not obligate them to take the masersheni and bring it to yishlaim. Ella trumas maser. The only thing they do have to separate is trumas maser, which is an hundredth. A tenth of a tenth. Shu echad mimeya. Vechala. That as well. Yitain lekoyin. Of course, chala. Uh, There's no reason to exempt them. That's something which they're chayiv as soon as they make that dough. So chala they're chayiv and trumas amaser. 
But otherwise, ordinarily, a person does have a chiv to do Maser Sheni as well. And this, from this, the Nachtam is Potter. We're going to see soon in the Gemara the reason for that. When it comes to Maserish, everybody would have to separate, but it's not chayv to actually give it to the Levi or the Oni, as we explained earlier. So there was a kula applied to the Nachtam, he's Potter from Maserishini. Speaking about a Nachtam who's a reliable fellow, who wants to tend to his obligations properly, but since he's engaged in selling off his produce on a regular basis, and the is going to say he doesn't really have a large profit margin, exempted him from the chiv of separating Masasheni, bringing up to Yishalayim or Pipoider on money. There's no need for him to take care of Masasheni on the supply that he received from the Amorites. Says the Gemara, let's go down and listen and analyze this halach. Bishleima says the Gemara Truma Gedoyla. We understand why he's potter from Truma Gedoyla because everybody is potter from Truma Gedoyla when it comes to selling purchases from Amorites. This Sanya, the Vishashalach Bechol Gvul Yisrael. This is speaking about Yechonon Kohen Gadol, who sent around, he investigated throughout the cities of Yisrael. He wanted to see whether or not they're tending to their Truma Master obligations. And what did he find? He saw that everybody was aware of the Chi of Truma Gedol, even Amoritz would take it seriously. And they would be Mafra Truma Gedol. If that's the case, there's never a concern of Truma Gedol when it comes to something purchased from the Amoritz. So that is Pat. Maserishin Maser Aninami. There as well. He doesn't have to actually give the Maserishin or Ani to the Levi or the Ani. Although he has to separate, he doesn't have to actually give it to them. Why? If you want to claim, you want to extract, you have to prove yourself, to prove your position. Here, the Ani can't prove that he's entitled to the Master Ani. He can't prove that this Tzvua had not been uh, taken care of properly by the Amorites. So the purchaser, the customer of this Tzvua has to separate the Master Ani, separate the Master Rishim, because otherwise it's Tevel. But once he's separated, he can eat it himself because Maserish and Maser Ani can be eaten even by Yisrael. So you understand why this Nachtoim doesn't have to separate from a It's never an issue. Maserish and Maser Ani, he's separated but holds on to it. That leaves us with Maser Shani. Why is he part of from that? Ella Maser Shani, Nifrashu. Let them separate. Venisku, And take it up and eat it in Yushalayim. There's no loss. Why did the Chacham exempt them from Master Shani? Says Rashi up on top. We understand why Truma Gedol is never an issue. He was the one who established the whole practice of Demai. And he sent around to see what's going on. He found that Truma Gedol was being taken seriously. And when it comes to Master Rishon, Master Ani, Although you separate it, but you don't have to actually give it to the Ani or the Levi. Once you've separated the Maserishim, and you've transformed the Tvor from Tevel to Chulun, now the only thing left, the only thing remaining is the question of whether you give this to the Levi, give it to the Ani. You don't have to. 
Because now it's only a momentous claim. It's a suffolk gezel. So they have to prove their position. You can't be him to give it over. Chutz mitrumas maser shebetoich maserishin, except for the tenth of the maserishin, which is trumas maser, given from the maserishin to the koyin. Oisa yitin the koyin that has to be given to the koyin. Sheish iser vaoven misav achelosim. One may not eat trumas maser if he's in Israel, so he has to give it over. Tesis asks, why can't they just sell it to the koyin? He says, it wasn't much to gain from that small amount of tvo. They felt chachamim required him to actually give it to the koyin. It's like it's his gain and. You don't really have much to lose from it. So it's Zenen of Zele Chaser. They required it to be given over to the Kayin. But when it comes to the rest of the Maserishin, or the Maser Ani, you don't have to give it over. Velevi Ve'ani, Yoimar, Havio Raya, Shele Yisra Amaretz, Shlokach Tumimena, prove your point. Prove that the Amaretz never took care of Maserishin or Maser Ani, and I'll give it to you. Otherwise, I can hold on to it. What about Master Shani, says the Gemara? Nefreshu, Vinesku. Why don't the Nachtoimim separate the Master Shani and bring it up to Yushalayim? Shariyesh be Yisur. If you eat it outside Yushalayim, you're not allowed to. So they should separate to be Masak in the Tevel and make it into Chulim. Since there's nothing to lose. The inu nafshayu hader ka'achalei b'yushalayim. They themselves can eat in Yushalayim. Master Shane is eaten by uh, Yisrael. So why indeed would the Nachtoimim exempt it from Master Shane? Says the Gemara on the fifth line from the top. Amar Ula, I'll tell you all. Metoich she'parhedrin halalu. Choyv ten oisam. Kol yudeis chodesh. We had this yesterday. The parhedrin with these ministers, these inspectors, the FDA inspectors will come around. And every 12 months, every 12 months when the new inspector, the new uh, minister was appointed, they would come around and harass the bakers. These uh, ministers would come around, harass the bakers every 12 months. And tell them, sell cheap, sell cheap. They wouldn't allow them to make much on their, on their bread. Every minister, when he was appointed, he wanted to uh, gain a name as the one that chopped down the food prices. So you'd go around to the bakers and harass them. Sell for cheap, sell for cheap. Therefore, since they had such a narrow profit margin, Chacham did not burden them and potter them from Master Shein. Says Rashi, you're off to the right. Rashi has a kasha. What do you mean? You can't just exempt them from Chiyuvim. If there's a chashash that this... Uh, Tvo is tevel, then just because they're not earning much money, that's not a reason. The answer is because really, roiv amir uretz wuma asrinim. So when our can follow the roiv and assume that this tvo was properly tended to by the amaretz, but since it was something pretty common uh, to find that the amaretz would not do the truma master, chachamim established a gzera of demai, but. In a situation of necessity, such as the Nachtoimen, who barely made any profit on their sale, Chachamim suspended the Chiyav of the Mafresh Masashim. So, how does Gemara come in? Because we had Lishkas Parhedron yesterday speaking about the Pkide Hamelech. Says the Gemara, my Parhedron, what, what exactly are these Parhedron? Pursi. Rashi says, Pkide Hamelech, the inspectors, the uh, uh, ministers who would harass the um, the bakers. 
Omar Rabba Babrachana. Omar Biyachana. We discussed yesterday that the Gihanim Gedolim throughout the second base Hamidash were um, not really worthy of their position. They were actually pretty corrupt. And they wouldn't really make it through the year. Generally, they would, do, they would die out. They would, uh, perhaps in the Kedusha Kedoshim, they weren't worthy of, of going in there. And every year, there was a new kind of God on the scene. Omar Rabba Babrachana or Biyachana. My how do you explain the Pasuk? Yiras Hashem Toysef Yomim Ushnois Rishonim Tiktanu. The Pasuk Mishlei says, Yiras Hashem adds life. It prolongs a person's life. Ushnois Rishonim Tiktanu. The days, the years of Rishonim shorten. Masha says, an unbelievable thing. He says, Yiras Shemaim can actually add years to a person's life. He says, even if a person had a predetermined amount of years that he's meant to live through his mazel. That was the time set for him. But if he has Yira Hashemayim, Hashem can add years to his life. In fact, there's a Gemara and Chagiga, a whole story with uh, Miriam Megadlo Nashaya, with the um, Malach Duma, who's in charge of, the, of taking out the Nishamas, uh, bringing the Nishamas from this world. And he said, oh, it was a mistake. I killed him by mistake. And then the question was, what are we going to do with the extra years? And he said, Duma said, no problem. I take those extra years and I grant it to somebody who is mevater. I give it to a tzurbim rabban who is loimukim amile. A person uh, gives in easily. He doesn't, uh, he doesn't uh, entrench himself in his position. He is going, he's mevater. And he is zoichad that Hashem gives him extra years. Unbelievable. So that's the pasuk here. Years Hashem toisif yamim. Ushnois Rishayim Tiktsarna and the Gemara explains like this. What's he referring to? Yiras Hashem Taisif Yomim Zeh Migdash Rishon. It's referring to the days of the Migdash Rishon of the first place of Migdash where the um, Kohanim were fellows of high stature befitting their position. She'omad Arba Meyos V'Eser Shonim the Beis Migdash Rishon stood for 410 years. And all throughout the 410 years, there were no more than 18 Kohanim Gedolim. So each one had a long tenure. They were tzaddikim and worthy of that of that title. Tesis actually has a girsa that was only eight Kohanim. And he actually brings another pshat that it was that it was really 18, but because 18 is not really 18. He brings a pasuk that was really nine. But since each Kohen Gadol had a skan, had a vice, a vice president, so that if something happens to Kohen Gadol, the skan will take over. Now, although it's unlikely that all these skanim served, that something went wrong all the time, but at the most, at the most, it would have been 18 Kohenim, Gadol. Nine plus their skanim, so you have, nine, you have 18. So that's the most. Bayes Rishon featured at the most 18 Kohenim, Gadol. However, Ushnois Rishon Tiktsarno, the years of Rishayim get shortened. Zemigdash Sheni, referring to the second base of Sheomad Dal Meyaz Vesim Shana, which stood 420 years, and how many kind of Gedolim served there? Vishimshu Boyaiser Mishlish Meyaz Kohanim. More than 300 Kohanim Gedolim. They were Rishayim. They, uh, they bought their positions with money, and they didn't really make it through the year. So 300 in total. Now deduct. Say Mehem Memshan, deduct 40 years. Shimon Throughout which Shimon served. 
So deduct 40 from the 420 total. Deduct another 80. Ushmoinim Shashimish Yochanan Kankadl. 80 for him. Eser, deduct another 10 years. Shashimish Yishmobim Pavi. The Amigal, some say, deduct another 11 years. Yudalav Shashimish Rabbalazim and Kharsim. So he left with less than 300 years. And let's now calculate. Mikan Ve'eloch. Now let's sit down and figure out. Seyvech Hashayv. If you sit down and calculate, so you have around uh, roughly 280 years for roughly 300 years. The conclusion is that the Kain Gadol didn't really survive his year. So every year there was another Kain Gadol on the scene. Amar Abiyechim and Tursa, interesting name, Abiyechim, the son of Tursa, it's actually a beautiful medrash. The Tosis Shannon brings this in the, the Psikta Rabasi. He says that Rabbi Yechon was in the Sgayer al Yidei Para. A Para made him a Ger. What was the story? There was a Yid who sold an ox to a guy. And come Shabbos, the Toyer, the ox, refused to do work. As he was accustomed to resting when he was in the, in the possession of the Israel. But the guy needed to work with him on Shabbos and he refused to budge. So he went back to the owner. The seller says, what's going on? He's on strike. So the Yisrael went over to him and whispered into his ear. He says, listen, in the past you were lucky. You were owned by me, a Yisrael, and you were zoicha to uh, keep Shabbos. But now, unfortunately, I lost you. And you're in the possession of a guy. Go ahead, go ahead, you can work on Shabbos. And he heeded the instructions and got up to work. The guy was pretty impressed by this trick. He says, what would you whisper into the animal's ear that got him going? So he told him, I'll tell you the truth. We have halacha, an animal's meant to rest on Shabbos. I explained to him, it's only when you're owned by a Jew, but now you're free to work on Shabbos. The guy was so impressed, he says, a, a, an ox has that awareness of, of, of spirituality, of Shabbos, of Hashem. He couldn't get over it. He says, me, I'm a person. I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a person. I'm not an animal, an eye. I certainly should have the awareness, should have the appreciation of, of, of spirituality, of Hashem, of Torah, mitzvahs. And he was in Zgayr. Rabbi Yechonah ben Tursa, the son of an ox, because the ox made him a ger. Like you say, uh, a ger is Yisrael ben Avram. So Rabbi Yechonah ben Tursa, we find many times he's quoted in the, in the Gemara, in the Medrash. So he was a chasher person. And he explained as follows. Let's go on to explain what happened with Mishkan Shiloi, with Bayis Rishon, Bayis Shani. Why were they destroyed? Why was Mishkan Shiloi destroyed? Because there were two misdeeds present there. Gilu Arroyos Ubizoyan Kachim. How is that? Gilu Arroyos. Tchsev Veeli Zokin Moed. Eli was the father of Chafni and Pinchas. Very old. Vishoman. He heard the bad news. Eis Kolashar Yasun Bon of everything that his sons, all the misdeeds that his sons would do, Lekol Yisrael. Veeis Hashar Yishkivun Es Hanoshim. They would actually do znus with the women. Hatzoyves Pesach Oil Moed would come to the Oil Moed. Now, although it's not meant to be taken literally. Vavakav the Omer Rabbi Shmuel Bar Achmena Rabbi Yechanan. Kol Omer Bnei Eli Chatu. Whoever takes it literally that the sons of Eli actually sinned with Znus. Einoi Elatoya, it's really a grave mistake. It was something related to Znus, but not actually Znus. Metoich, Sheshoes Kinem, because they delayed being makrov, the birds for the Noshim. Mio Ma'alel and Akosov Kiloshachim, Toya regards them as though they were Mizanah with these Noshim. What's the connection? Says Rashi on top. Sheshoes Kinem, Shemimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimim
And generally, we learned this in Shkom, there's a Chazaka, that the Bezn of Kehana would not get up at the end of the day without having tended to the birds properly. Make sure that all the birds were brought on the Mizbech. But the Bnei Eli, they were haughty. They were diddle-daddling. They just uh, took their time. And they didn't really tend to their obligation seriously. And the women could not, no longer rely on the Chazaka. Chazaka was uh, outdated. <laughs> These people don't follow Chazaka. We, don't, we can never be sure that they took care of our Kabbalists. They would wait around. Another day, another day. And this would delay their homecoming back to their husbands. And prevent them from engaging, spending time with their husbands. And this is considered like Znus. Although it wasn't a direct Avera, but the fact that they separated the husband from wife that is that resembles the concept of znus. So they were guilty of something which resembled Gilead race. Continues the Gemara in the second line, Bizoin Kachem, where do we find that they were mevazet, they degraded the Karbana Tsif. Gambaterum Yaktiran Sahel, even before the Khail portion of the carbon was brought to Mizbayah, which enables the carbon to be eaten by the Kain. Let's remember the Kain uh, it's not his animal. Hashem gives him Hashem grants him part of the carbon, Mishulchon Gavoy from Hashem's table after the carbon was ready, Hukrav and the Mizbeach. But they were in a rush. They viewed the carbonus as though it's their own personal meat supply. Gambit Herim Yaktirin Sachel, even before the Chel was burnt on the Mizbeach. Ubon Nara Kain, the servant of the Kain, would come along, Va'omar Leisha Zavech, and tell the owner of the carbon, Tnobasa Litzlis the Kain, let me have some meat so I can roast it for the Kain. He's not going to wait to take. Cooked meat. Kim chai. I need raw meat. Vayomer over ish, and the person will respond, "Take it easy." Today we're going to burn the chelav. Wait. you'll take to your heart's desire. What's the rush? Vayomer and he responds, You'll give it now. Otherwise, I'll take it with force. And this sin was very grave in the eyes of Hashem. They, they degraded the Mincha of Hashem. They treated it as their own personal supply, which is just the opposite of what it's meant to be. It's a carbon for Hashem, which is then granted as a schus for the Kohan to partake in. But it's not their own private property. It's not their own private supply. So this was a Bizayin Kachim, which the Bnei Elib Eli engaged in, and an account of both of these are various Gilarais and Bizayin Kachim, Mishkan Shilai. Was destroyed. Continues the Gemara. What about Mikdash Rishon? We learned earlier that Hanem during Mikdash Rishon was Sadikim. So what went wrong? Why was it destroyed? Mikdash Rishon b'pnei Ma'achoriv says the Gemara b'pnei Gimel Devarim Shoyibay on account of three averes that Yisrael was were involved in during the time by Rishon. The three most chamer averes of the Zora v'gili Aroyes Shvichus Tamim. Where do we find this? This is referring specifically to the idol that Menashe brought into the Hechel. And the Pasuk says the matzah, the, the sheet, the bed, is too small to accommodate both these competing, so to speak, these competing forces. Uh, the Avedizar, which competes with Hashem. My katsar, hamatzah, the matzah is too short, it's too narrow, from accommodating. What does that mean? Mistareya means, Amar son. Kotzar matzah zeh, this matzah is too narrow. 
It's too small. Me storer all of shnei reim ke echad shnei reim are two friends. It's too small to have two friends um, lie on it together. So this is referring to the Avodah Zarah, which competed, so to speak, with Hashem's reign. Vamasecha tzorak is kanes. Vamasecha is the metal, metallic form. Tzorah. Tzorah here is going to be nidresh, like a, a competing wife. One has two wives. One is called a tzorah. Kiskanes. When they're together. Om abishmor rachmeni kimoti rabiyonis l'haikrom. Bachi, when Rabbi came to this passage, he began crying. Omar, he said, how could you attribute this type of description to, to this scene of the, the Zohar competing, so to speak, with Hashem? I mean, the Zohar is a competition to Hashem. Man Hashem. Where the passage describes him as follows, Koinis kaneid miayam. He gathers together in a uh, container the uh, waters in the sea. So for Hashem, everything is so insignificant. Nasisly, Masichat Tzara, this uh, little idol over here becomes a Tzara competing force to Hashem. So he began crying, meaning it's so not befitting, it's so not covered Hashem. Hashem is way above that. And in reality, it didn't really affect Hashem. It means to say that from our perspective, we presented this terrible situation to Hashem. We engaged in, in attributing power to competing forces to Abayi so we find that with the Zorah, which was present by Bayes Rishon. What about Gilei Tzion, Due to the fact that the daughters of Tzion walked haughtily, to his going, they walked um, upright, The Gemara will explain the entire passage. So the fact that they were Gov they acted with haughtiness and presented themselves inappropriately to draw attract inappropriate attention. Yan what does that mean? Show you Mahalchis. Aruka A tall woman would walk alongside a short woman to attract extra attention. But to his That means show you Mahalchis become a They would walk with their necks upright and erect. Umasakris inaim means the Havumalyan Kuchla Inayan. They'd fill their eyes with eye paint. They were overly dressed to attract attention. What does that mean? They would walk small baby steps. They would take their time walking through the streets. the heel alongside the large toe. So they would take just small baby steps. and with their regal they would cause kas and itzahara. What does that mean? They would bring these fragrances. These perfumes, umanichas ben aleim, and place it in their shoes. Ukshimagiz, it's a bachur yisrael, and they would arrive to bachur yisrael. Boyates, they would give a kick, umatiza zaleim, and squirt the perfume on them. Umachnisam ban yitzahara. This would generate in them a yitzahara, powerful yitzahara. Keeres, because like the venom in a angry snake would have such a potent, immediate, detrimental effect on the bachur yisrael. So we see that they would engage in these inappropriate behaviors. Which led to uh, Gilead rice. And finally, Shvichas Dom. How do we find that? Dixiv, Vegam Dom Naki, Shafach Menashar Bim Oid, Menashe killed many, Adashar Moile, Yishlaim, Pelepe, filled Yishlaim with Dom. So, on account of these three Averis, the Besamid Sharishan was destroyed. Avo Migdash Shane. Shoy Oiskin Betoy, Ube Mitzvahs, Ugmilas Hasodin, but Migdash Shane, we are 
They were not involved in these three cardinal sins. They were Isaac and good things. Torah, mitzvahs, chesed. Why was Midasheni destroyed? Now the Naral says that those three Averis Chamuris correspond to three different aspects within a person. Avedizorah is connected to the Seichel of a person, belief system of a person. Gilead rise to the goof of a person. Shvichas Dom is connected to Nefesh, taking a person's life. And Amida Sheni, we find that they went in the other direction. They had everything going for them. They were involved in Torah, which is engagement of the mind, the Seichel, which is the antidote to, to Abedazar. They were Isaac and Mitzvahs, which are a goof, which undoes the effect of. Gila Reis, so protected from Gila Reis. And finally, Gmilas Chasodim, which involves a person's heart, his nefesh. And that, that undid, that was the antidote to Shri Chasodim. So they were free from all those three things. They were involved in good things, so why was the Beis Hamikdash destroyed? Bibnei Machor. Says, although you're right, they were not involved in these Averis Chamuris, but there was something else very lacking. In their premiums, in their hearts, there was a lack of Avashishro. There was baseless hatred. And Rashi and Shabbos learns, Chinam means, nobody uh, hates somebody for nothing. Chinam means, it wasn't halachically permitted to hate that person, as opposed to hating a Russia, which sometimes is mutter. Sinas Chinam means, there was no, there was no um, justification Halachic justification for that sin. And as the Maral says, the Beis Hamidash is held together. Its fabric is held together by the Achtus Yisrael. And when there's a period, the Sinas Chinim, the Beis Hamidash falls apart. So that's why it was destroyed. What does this teach us? Sheshkula Sinas Chinim, Kineket Sholosh Averis. Sinas Chinim is equated to the three Averis Chamuris. Because the Besamidish Arushan was destroyed on account of those Averis. Besamidish Hashem didn't have those Averis, but nevertheless was destroyed because of Sena Sechinam. Continues the Gemara. Actually, during the Besamidish Arushan, there were Rushaim, as we explained. They had uh, false Betachan Hashem. Don't worry, nothing's going to happen to us. Asan Midash Rishan, this is in reference to Midash Rishan, the heads would uh, would be paid off, would be bribed to do their mishpat. The Gehanim would be paid off to issue their verdicts. The Nevi'im would spread Nevo'ah, would be paid off to spread Nevo'ah. They would rely on Hashem and say, No, Hashem we have the base of Midash, which is uh, Hashem's dwelling place. Hashem is here. No Ra will be false. But in reality, it didn't work. Because they were involved in three Averis Chamuris, That's why Hashem brought upon them three decrees, Kneged, Gimul Averis, Biyadam, corresponding to three Averis. Shanemar, we find the Pasik, three descriptions of Churban. Lachain Beglachem, because of you, Tzioin Tzadatichersh. Tzion will be plowed like a field. Vishlaim E and Tia, Vishlaim will be a heap of ruins. For Abayis, the Bamisyar, Abayis will be mounds like of 
forest. It will be totally destroyed. So that explains what happened in Bayes Rishon. But in Bayes Sheni, the uh, reason was Sinas Chinam, which apparently was not there during Bayes Rishon. Is that, is that so? That there was no Sinas Chinam? Pasuk says, Megurei El Cherev Hoyus Ami Lochein Sfoik El Yorich. What does this mean? V'omer Blas Elu Bnei Adam. It's referring to people that would spend time with each other. Outwardly, they were close friends. So Eichlan V'Shoisin Zemzeh eat and drink with each other, but behind their backs they would spread Lashon Hara. They were jealous and full of hatred inside. V'Doikrin. They would poke each other. With their sharp tongues like swords. So we see that even during Ba'is Rishon, there was Sinas Chinam. Now the Chavetz Chaim, in the Agdama, says an interesting Chiddush. Although the Gemara speaks about Sinas Chinam being the catalyst for the Churban Ba'is Shani, but says the Chavetz Chaim, it wasn't the Sinas Chinam per se. Rather, it was the expression of Sinas Chinam. It resulted in Nashon Har being spoken. And that Avera was very grave. He brings a Gemara in Erechen, which indeed equates Lashon Hara to Gila Reis, Shvichas Damim, Navadizar. And he says, apparently, when our Gemara says Sinas Chinam is shakal to those three grave Averas, it's also referring to Lashon Hara. He says, Sinas Chinam on its own, just having that ill feeling, he says, Zachidish, he says it would not have destroyed the Beis Hamidish. It was only because that Sinas Chinam, that hatred came out and generated Lashon Hara. And these arrive from this Gemara here. We see that the Gemara is proving there was Sinas Chirim during Ba'is Rishon as well because they spoke evil. There was Lashon Hara spoken. We see from here that it's Lashon Hara which ca- carries that potent, destructive power. In any case, we have this Kasha. How can you say during Ba'is Rishon there was no Sinas Chirim? We see clearly. Even during Ba'is Rishon, there was the same thing. There was Lashon Hara, Sinas Chirim. Ha'hibin Nesiyah Yisrael Havoy. That possibly was referring to the leaders in Yisrael, the politicians. They were engaged in Lashon Hara. But it didn't really trickle down to the common folk. This is the beginning of that Pasuk. Yell and scream and on account of the misfortune that befell Kal Yisrael on account of the Sinas Chinam. But we learn that this only applies to the Nesia Yisrael who engaged in Lashon Hara. Perhaps this applies to all. It's only applied to Nasi Yisrael. So in conclusion, Mishkan Shilai was destroyed because of the Gilearoi's aspect that was uh, practiced by the Bnei Eli. They delayed the, the, the Noshim. The, uh, they, they prevented them from going back home and spending time with their husbands. We had the Bizarin Kachin. They would take the meat prior to Akhtara. Migdash Rishon was destroyed because of the Gimel Averis Chamurais. And Migdash Shilai due to Sinas Chirem and Lashnav. Rabbi Yechon and Rabbi Leza Damatavai, they both said like this. Rishonim Shinezgalavayim, we have a kasha. Why is it that Bais Rishon had a very short golos? And they were told, they knew beforehand, it's going to take 70 years, and then you'll be back in Yerushalayim. Whereas Bais Sheni was destroyed, and we have no case, we have no, no inkling, we have no clue as to how long this golos will be. Rishonim Shinezgalavayim, the reason is because the early ones, their oven was in Skala, was revealed unknown. We know why it happened. And it was something that they were aware of. 
This Gala Kitsam, that's why their Kates was in Scala. They were told it's going to be 70 years. It had a, a very defined limit. However, the later ones, whose oven was not Nizgala, it was primarily because of Sinas Chinam, Lashinara, which is not so, something so revealed and evident. Their Kates was not Nizgala, and Golas carries on without any end in sight. We'll have the Gula, but it wasn't foretold and was very long. What's the connection between the two things? Nizgala Voinam, Nizgala Kitsam, what's the connection? Says the Mashkiach from Mir, Yeruchim Levavitz. When one is aware of his of his aver, of his wrongdoing, he knows Gilei Arois, Shvichasam. It's pretty clear. It's easier to come to tshuva. So it was easier for them to to do tshuva, and there was zayich to come back very quickly, as opposed to by sheni, which involved more hidden misdeeds, things which are connected to one's heart, sinas more difficult to discern and identify and more difficult for a person to realize and be aware and do tshuva so the tshuva on Sinas is much more difficult and longer and harder on coming and that's why we're still experiencing Gaulas today Mara learns differences whether the Avera is external in which case it's not so serious or where it's internal in which case it touches the core of the of the person Avedizur as difficult, as severe as they are, they're external, they're, they're deeds, they're massive. And the, the, the subsequent uh, consequence was not so severe, as opposed to Bayesheni, where they engaged in internal deficiency. It was Sinas which is internal, touches the core of a person, his neshama. Says the morale, that Avera, in a way, is more severe. And that's why when this Galakit Although it appears that the people who lived during Bayesrishan were terrible people, things which were not done during Bayesrishan, but you meant to know, says Rabbi Yechanan, they still stand higher. Their Madrig was higher. They're closer to, to Sinai. They're further up in history. Better the Tzipornayim, the, the um, nails of the earlier generation than the Kresan and the innards of the later generations. Masha says it's a muscle, like a, an animal. The uh, nails are inedible, but the innards are edible. The inedible portion of the earlier dairies stand higher than the edible portion of the lower generation, of the later generations. just the opposite. I maintain that the later generations are regarded higher. Why? They're better. Look, look how difficult life is today. Under the game. They're still involved in terror. They overcome these great challenges. Something which the earlier dares did not have to do. So yeah, on account of their inherent chashivas, you're right. The later we go down the dares, we lower the madrega. But as far as the, uh, the challenges that they have to surmount, and they do do it successfully, they actually stand higher than the previous dares. Amalei Riechem responded, no, Bira Teichiach. Bira is a reference to the Beis HaMidosh. That's going to prove my point. Shechazel Rishaynu. Ulei Chazel Achroinim. The Beis HaMidosh was restored to the earlier Deris, although there was a Chorbim that came back, but it never came back to the later Deris. So we see that the earlier ones stand higher. Sholosh Rebbe 
This question was asked to Rabbi Lezer. Rishonim Gdailim? Achronim Gdailim. Who stands higher? The early ones or the later ones? Amalami responded like Rabbi Echna, Take a look at the Bishamidosh, which was returned to the earlier Deris, but not to the later Deris. Some say he responded, Amalam, a Deichem Bira. The Bira, the Bishamidosh, will be your um, witnesses. It's going to provide testimony. Look, it's not here today, but it was returned to earlier Deris. Mechavrusa, Mechel Summer said a nice shot. He says the actual Bishamidosh. The second time around was lower in stature than the first place Hamidosh. Mar tells us that it was missing five things. It didn't have the same adreg of Ashras Hashchina as we're going to see in the Gemara coming up. So even the Beis Hamidosh itself, the first time around was higher than the second Beis Hamidosh. Apparently, that door was Mochash. Rishlakish havisachibi yarden. Rishlakish was taking a swim in the yarden. Simul Gemara and Bavitzia. And he was swimming in the Yarden, and he uh, met Rabbi Yechran, who was machshim b'tshuva, and uh, turned, him, turned him into this great Talmud Chacham. So apparently this was his practice, he would exercise, take a swim in the Yarden. Also, Rabbi Barachana, Yoiv Le'yoda. Rabbi Barachana came along and lent him his hand to help him out of the water. Omelei Rashlokish responded, Aloha, Zaloshna Shvu, I promise, Sanina Luchu, we dislike you. You people from Bava, we have a dislike towards you. Because you didn't come up from Babel to Yisrael when you should have. The Chesiv Imchaymahi, Pasuk says, if Kal Yisrael is like a wall, solid, established, Nivla Alea Tiras Kasev will build on it a silver structure, a high quality structure. Vim Delasi, it's only like a door, not Sir Alea Luach Erez. We're only going to be able to put on it some sort of wooden plank. What does this mean? Imasisim, it's referring to when Yisrael returned from Golis with Ezra. If you would have presented yourself like a wall, and come up all together in the time of Ezra, and properly establish yourself, re-establish yourself in Yisrael, you would have been compared to silver, which is not affected by rot, by worms. You would have had a high standing base Hamidash with all the Madregas of Shechemah. But now, now that you refuse to come up altogether, like doors, you know, like you have one door open, one door closed, it's not a complete mechitza. Now you're compared to a piece of cedar, which is affected by rekev, by rot, by worm. And indeed, the Beis Hamidrash Hashani did not have the same adrega as the first Beis Hamidrash because it was not established by all of Yisrael collectively. My errors, what do we mean that's compared to a piece of wood? Omar Ula Sasmagor. Sasmagor is some sort of worm which burrows through the wood. So although outwardly it looks like a full piece of wood, but inside it's hollow. Piece of Middush on the outside look beautiful, looks like a complete piece of Middush, but on the inside, as far as its spiritual qualities it was lacking. My sasmag or what in what way are you comparing it to the sasmagur Amrabba Baskam? That in the second Mesa Midash we didn't have the same Adrega of, of the Shina, we only had a Baskam. When the last Navim passed away, Chagai Zahari Malachi Nistalku Rachakadish Mishrael. We know Avitzer Nasan says that in Rachakadish we have ten levels. The highest is Navuah. So at that point Navuah was removed from Kali Yisrael. Nistalku Rechakadosh Mishrael, Vadayinoy Mishtam Shemibaskel, 
but a little bit was left over, a lower madrega of which is called Baskel. The reason why it's called Baskel, it's a uh, generated by Hashem's coil. It's like a, uh, an echo, reverberation of Hashem's coil. It's some sort of low-level revelation that we can still experience today, but Bayashini did not have that same level of Navua and revelation of Hashem like in Bayash Rishon. In fact, the Ravid says that even nowadays, the beautiful Lush in the Ravid, I think it's Hilchas Lulav, he says, Soydash um, Basko, there was a Rucha Koyesh, Rucha Koyesh was um, experiencing our base Medrash, and we find Lush in Soydash Emli Rey of Broad in the Ravid, that even today, can through Torah, through through Kedusha, we can we can still uh, tap into that uh, concept of Ruach Hakodesh, albeit on a lower level. Says the Gemara, "Shlokish mimishtoi by the Rabbah Bavachana." We find that Rabbah Bavachana began a conversation with Shlokish. Actually, it was Shlokish who initiated the conversation. Right? Rabbah Bavachana took a stretch his hand out to help him out, and Shlokish began a conversation. Was that his uh, his practice? Would Rishlokish initiate a conversation with Rabbi Rachana? He would be very careful, very selective regarding with whom he would engage in conversation. Because Umar will tell us that whoever Rishlokish spoke to, whoever he initiated a discussion with, was deemed to be fully trustworthy and reliable. And Rishlokish was very careful to whom he would... Um, uh, bestow that uh, on who he would bestow that title and he was very careful with respect to initiating conversation. So how is it that he began a conversation with Rabbi Rachana? Uma Rabbi Lazar the Mordari Yisrael Hava. Since we find even Rabbi Lazar was the Rover Yisrael, very Chashev, Velo Yahav Mishtoyer Shlokish Vadei when Shlokish would refuse to initiate conversation with him. The man the Mishtoyer Shlokish Vadei because whoever Shlokish spoke to Bishok outside Yo Velo Yiska Play Saudi that person was considered to be on such a high madrig, wow, Shlokish spoke to him, he would be trusted to the nth degree, people, people would give him an iska, below sadi, they'd give him money for an investment without even aid him. We just rely on his word, his word was his honor. Shlokish spoke to him, oh, he must be something special. So that was a general practice. Shlokish would not just initiate conversation with anybody. Even Rabbi Lazar, he wouldn't speak to Bahadi Rabbi Rabbi Mishtoi, why is it that he began his discussion with Rabbi Rabbi Omar, Papa, we must change some name here. Let's switch a name. We had Rishlokish with Rabbah. So we have to switch one of those two. Either it was Rishlokish speaking to Ziri, and Ziri was known to be a big tzaddik, and did not need a haskama from Rishlokish. Where elsewhere says that Ziri would check himself uh, to see whether Gehenim is going to have an effect on him. So every 30 days he was going to, to a hot oven. In fact, one time it happened that there's some slight deficiency and he got slightly charred by the oven. So in any case, Ziri was known to be a uh, big tzaddik. And therefore, Rishlokish would not hesitate to speak to him. So either the story took place with Rishlokish and Ziri, or it was Rabbah, Rabbah Lazar. So take out Rishlokish and replace it with Lazar. In any case, that was a discussion regarding the fact that Bayez Shani did not have the same adrega as Bayez Rishan because... It was not established collectively by, by all of Yisrael. Ki Asel Kamei Rabbi Yechon, or Rishlokish came to Rabbi Yechon, Amalei, Rechon responded, meaning Rishlokish put forth his uh, opinion. The reason why Beis Hamikdash Hashem was deficient was because the reason we mentioned. Amalei Rechon responded, no, Lavai, your time. That's not the reason, because e nami sliku kulub Ezra. Even if everybody would have came up together during the days of Ezra, if everybody would have established the Beis Hamikdash Hashem, still it would not have had the same adrega. 
Lo Yehavi Shari Shchina Migdasheni. The Shchina would not have rested completely Migdasheni as it did in Bayis Rishon. That's what it was meant to be. Dechsev Yafter Lekim LeYefes. V'Yishkin Belishin. This was a bracha to Yefes that Hashem will grant beauty to Yefes, but dwell in the Yeholim of Shem. Afal Pidi Afal Gav the Yafter Lekim LeYefes. Even though Hashem granted the Yoyfi to Yefes. Allowed them to build the base of Mikdash Hashemi. Ein Hashchina Shira Ela Ba'ol Hashem. The true Hashroas Hashchina only took place Ba'ol Hashem, meaning the first base of Mikdash, which was built by Shlomo Hamelach, who was a descendant of Shem. Says Rashi up on top. Afal Pish Yafter Lekim Liyefes. In which way were Yefes? Was Yefes involved in building the base of Mikdash? Shezochu Parasim Livnois Ba'ol Hashem. We know that. Kirish, the Melech Paras, was the one who was instrumental in initiating the Binyan Beis Hamidosh Hashemi, and he is from Paras. So there was Zoyachet to build Beis Hashemi. Still, even though they had that Tzchus, Yafta Lekim Liyafes, Hashem granted them that Tzchus, and Shechina Shaira, Ela B'Migdash Rishin, Shebane Shloimoi, Shebane Mizar Shalshem. The true Beis Hamidosh, the higher level Beis Hamidosh, needed to be established by Shlomo Melech, who comes Mizar Shalshem. So Rechem responded to Rishlagish has nothing to do with all of Yisrael or part of Yisrael present. Rather, has to do with the one who built it. Beis Hamidrash Hashanah, built by Shlomo, earned the highest madrega of Shlomo Hashanah, as opposed to Beis Hamidrash Hashanah, which was not in the same madrega. Okay, time for a quick chazara. We began with the halacha of Demai. Generally, one has to be slightly concerned that the Amoritz from whom he purchased that tvoa did not take care of the Trumas and Masas properly. Now the Gemara tells us, Yechon and after his investigation, turned up the following results, that Truma was never a problem, even though Ma'aretz took it seriously. And therefore, one who purchased from Ma'aretz does not have to take care of Truma G'dayla. Ma'asurish and Ma'asur Ani, you have to separate, you don't have to give it to the Levi and the Ani, Hamaytayim Chaber Laraya. The only thing you have to really take care of is Trumas Ma'asur to the Kayin and Ma'asur Shani. It was a cooler to the Nachtoimim because they earned very little due to the harassment from the government agents. And therefore the Chachamim were only Mechaev Trumas Maser and of course Chala, which is standard, but not Maser Shein. During Ba'is Rishen, there were merely 18 Kahana Gedolim because they were Tzadikim. During Ba'is Sheni, where they would buy off these positions, generally the Kahanim did not even live through the year. There were more than 300 Kahanim throughout the bias Shani, which only was standing for 420 years. Why was Mish- Mishkan Shiloh destroyed? Because of the misdeeds of Ne'eli, things which resembled uh, Gilad Rayas and Bezayin Kachim. Bezamikdash Arishan, because of the Gimel Averis Chamuris, Avedizur, Gilad Rayas Yehazdamim. Although there was some sin in there, but it only applied to the politicians in the city of Israel, but didn't really affect the general population, as opposed to by Yishani, where Sinas Chinam and uh, consequently Lashon Hara was prevalent throughout the population, and that brought about the destruction of Yishani. And Chavetz Chaim writes very, very passionately about Bimasak and this Chet uh, of Sinas Chinam and Lashon Hara, which is the cause of our Golas. He exhorts the, the readers of Isfarim to take it seriously, and that will bring about the Bini Mesamidosh, Mehir of Yomei Naomi.